0: to another episode of Shades of Reality. On today's show, I have a very, very insightful guest by the name of Ian Guest. Insightful guest, Ian Guest, I like that. Yeah, um, Ian, I used to work with Ian, didn't I?
1: Yes, it's been a while, hasn't it, since uh, we've seen each other face to face.
0: Yes, it has, it's been a while. It's good to see you again. Um, Ian is a consultant in children's services. Yes. And you train, you train um, the staff, um, in residential homes um, where else can I say foster, foster, carers, foster carers yeah carers, yeah, residential schools, schools um, just about
1: mainstream schools as well sometimes mainstream schools yeah.
0: conflict management first aid safeguarding self harm you just do it all yeah training
1: around trauma and attachments yeah. Attachment, things like that yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so I've got a lot of experience in 14 years in working with children with complex needs mental health and behavioural needs I met Ian first time, I think it's two thousand and nineteen. Was yeah, he, I think front, he would have been around then. On yes, the sure. front line. He <laughs> <laughs> was on the front line, man. It was like, yeah. Um yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um you also you do do you still do a lot of work with children? Do you do work with children directly or do you just I,
1: I do speak to children when I go into homes just yeah. to sort of get the feedback and see that are they happy, are they supported. Um etc but more so with staff now so yeah so in recent years i've been coming at things with a different angle so supporting staff really to help them in their practice to feel more confident and but also to get a better understanding of the children mm. and and that's that's what it's about as well understanding where behaviors come from
2: Definitely. know, all
1: behaviors are a form of communication or to f- fulfill a need mm-hmm. and often we're working with children who, wh- whose needs have been really unmet in their formative years, and, and that has a tremendous impact then on um, how they view themselves, how they view other people, Definitely. and the world around them, and how they respond
0: Definitely, then to yeah. those
1: people in the world around them.
0: Definitely. How's what's it like Because I met you on the front line, like you said, you was actually in the home as you know one of the I was managers, a deputy manager a deputy at the time. Yes, in yes. The home at the time. How different is it working, actually training someone like you? <laughs> who used to be yeah yeah do you know what I, I mean, I mean like? y- years
1: ago I, n- I never thought I'd have the confidence to do it but I, I love it now it's a real rush um I love connecting the dots as well on different courses and sometimes tying things together so people make sense of it ah, okay mm. yeah yeah and just uh it's it's really nice when you see the light bulbs go off in other people's heads and how it empowers yeah. empowers them it just helps them to understand other people yeah. better
0: Do you learn from that as well? I do, and I
1: always make a point of saying that to to staff. Definitely. um, That every day I learn from them just as much as hopefully they learn from myself. And, you know, working in the residential childcare sector in particular, every day really is a school day, and it's such a cliche, but it's so true. Um, We're learning so much more about psychology now. You know, it's a very new profession, really, isn't it still? Yeah. society is ever-changing as we all know um and accelerating so fast that i think we're all struggling to adapt to the changes from a mental health perspective as well yeah yeah, we're living in a very alien world so that's something we can come on to i'm guessing Mm -hmm. a bit further on today um yeah yeah so yeah the world's ever changing Theories are ever changing, aren't they? Um, And at the end of the day, theories are only theories as well. And And, and I think we have to, yeah, we have to remember that that, um, they're not necessarily gospel, are they? So theories evolve over time, just as the world evolves and everything else evolves.
0: And that's why it's important to adapt to that.
1: It is, yeah, we have to be flexible and adapt to the needs of the individual, Mm -hmm. whoever we're supporting, whether that's children or adults. I always say we're coming into that person's world, we can't expect them to adapt to. The wider world straight away if they've not had the positive experiences that a lot of people have had so it's it's a meeting of mind sometimes you have to understand where they're at first understand like i say how they perceive themselves Mm -hmm. how they perceive other people's because to be able to hopefully improve that perception if you like and it's not necessarily about changing how a person thinks and feels first but it's about understanding how they think and feel because they're also entitled to having negative thoughts sometimes yeah. um because actually it'd be quite arrogant to to think that it's wrong to have those thoughts Definitely. you know from our own perspective you feel like they've got a right to feel angry sometimes and yeah. feel very disappointed and mm-hmm. let down with the world so it, it's about acknowledging that but then hopefully over time part of that healing is to for them to make peace with some areas of their life that you know did impact on them but be able to then move forward as well and uh as adults Be able to take that accountability then, and and really take the driving seat in in making that change. But you've got to get the basics right for them to be able to do that, haven't you? Do you
0: think that's quite the hard part, taking that accountability? Don't you
1: think it is? It is, and we live in a world now where a lot of people are lacking in accountability. but it's so important, is that you have to be able to take accountability as adults, and none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. And
0: that's yeah,
1: we've yeah. all got our flaws, and the world would be a boring p- place if we were perfect. <laughs> it but, would be. but at the same time, <laughs> we need to raise a culture of victims, not victors. Sorry, wrong way round there.
0: <laughs> it, well, was that on purpose? Ian? Yeah, <laughs> just
1: testing everybody. No, we need we need to raise a culture of of victors, not victims. Vic, definitely, and, you know, yeah. acknowledge when someone's a victim when people never should have. Experience the things mm-hmm. that they've been through, but you can't stay there forever. At the same way. time, you've got to acknowledge yet, yeah, yeah, these things have affected me. However, it's up to me now to be able to to use those negative experiences to fuel me rather than to to cripple me.
0: Definitely, and it's a choice, isn't it? It is. It is. It's a hard choice to make, but it's a choice that we've all got. What what choice we decide to make is yeah. it's up to us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: we're in control of that that destiny. Yeah, um, and it's easy. F- for someone like me to say, who was quite fortunate in a lot of ways growing up, you know, my upbringing wasn't perfect, nobody's is. But, um, yeah, that's where relationships really count, isn't it? We're, we're only as strong as the people around us.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. With the sum of all our parts. 100%. 100%. Um, your work, society today, I'm going to go into your experiences and your perspective and professionally, um I'm going to talk professionally and, and personally, but it comes with I think it comes interacts with yeah, each other yeah, and logical yeah. and you know, um, subjective and objective. The Good Child Report, two thousand and ten, two thousand twenty two, sorry, declining children's mental health and well being. Working in your you know, the children's services around the UK, up and down the country Would you agree with that statistic now? Yeah, definitely.
1: I think we're seeing um, the decline in a lot of children's mental health. And um, there's many factors, isn't there, that I think are contributing to that. Um, Like I said, society's accelerated so fast in terms of how society's evolved. And I think we're all struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, I said we're living in a very alien environment. And what I mean by that is um, in a lot of ways, we're still wired for a hunter-gatherer world. Mm -hmm you know, the way our brains respond to the environment around us, etc. And, you know, as an example, I think so many children and even adults today are taking medications like melatonin, for example, or vitamin D even as a supplement, because one of the reasons is we're not spending enough time outdoors to actually calibrate our circadian rhythm so our internal body clocks are are out of sync, Mm -hmm. um, which has a lot of impact on so many areas. It definitely impacts on someone's psychological well-being, doesn't it, as well as... Their, their physiological well being, mm-hmm. um, artificial lights are playing havoc with our ability to sleep, and you know, even more so with technology and stimulus. Phones, note, yeah. And now, yeah, no, I know phones know. have things like blue light filters on now, but even so, you know, it's still firing all those messages and in our brains. Today it, yeah, tablets, they're yeah,
0: they're better than us. <laughs> they are
1: so that there are positives, well, in that yeah, sense, they in, in terms of the you know, how they process, yeah, how they. Definitely navigate these things but also the downside is you need these face-to-face interactions to be able to make eye contact like we are right now i think so because that helps you know from a young age um there's certain parts of our brain mirror neurons and if they're not developed as they should and and that part of the brain the prefrontal area is uh what we always say is experience driven if people haven't had Enough experiences or enough positive experiences they 're not going to be able to read people's mm-hmm. facial expressions and th- th- and we see that the trouble that causes sometimes in the barriers of communication yeah. where you know people are like, "What the hell are they looking at or <laughs> they're unable to mm-hmm. not pick up when someone 's not okay because th- yeah there's a lot of evidence coming out there now how those mirror neurons are not. Not developing as they should be in the brain. You see that in children who suffered severe neglect as well. Yes, Interestingly, with people with autism sometimes, you know, that so the way um, the mirror neurons are yeah. are not firing as they should be in the brain. Yeah, yeah like I say, not not picking up not when picking someone's up. Yeah. tired or they're not listening, yes. or, or, or you know, not being able to read people or read a room as well because that's important, isn't it? In in so many ways, uh, you know, in relationships it is, isn't it? You need to be able to to pick up on the vibes of other people. But in terms of safety as well, do you, you need think, to. Be I was just able about read. to say.
0: Do you think it's just Thing where it's a safety thing for them as well. Well, but we
1: all to, we all need safety, yeah. don't we? And, and children are definitely seeking yeah. safety. But uh, you know, some of those mechanisms don't develop as they should if people aren't having face-to-face interactions. I'd, you know, call me old-fashioned, but you can't be being in the room with people. No, to,
0: I agree. To, to feel can. their
1: energies and
0: that's why on the phone you yeah. misinterpret. There's so much. I I I'm gonna be honest. The amount of miscommunication I get through a text or a phone. Yeah. And people think it's because I'm very assertive anyway. <laughs> so when I'm speaking, you know, people might think I'm being rude, but I'm not because if I spoke it, you'd think okay, I'm assertive, everyone knows that, but I've had so, you know, I get a lot of miss it's not by different people, it's a certain like it's the same people but I get
1: and it's inevitable, because interestingly, <laughs> according to some statistics, only 7% of how we communicate is the words we use.
0: Mm, exactly. So it's no yeah. wonder
1: why text and emails. Do you understand me? Massively. And, uh, and, yeah. and the remaining aspects, if you like, of our communication. So, yeah, according to these statistics yeah. that I'm quoting now, 55% of our communication is through body language, and the remaining 38 is paraverbal communication. Mm-hmm, yeah. So our tone of voice, pitch, volume... Mm-hmm. You know how harsh or soft mm-hmm. we speak to the timber. Mm-hmm. So all those nuances really help us to communicate. We're mm-hmm. social animals at the end of yeah. the day, and yeah, written language can so easily get misconstrued. I think that because you of know seven percent, yeah, ninety-three percent it does, yeah, it does.
0: Because when I speak to these people in person, we're great, we get along. Yeah. So it's only like not all the time, but certain conversations we have but if we had that in person it'd be fine yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like, it's and i think that there's a lot of
1: safety as well that 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 um is experienced when people are in the room yeah. um you know i always say we've lost touch with a lot of our senses but the smell of a loved one when they're near mm-hmm. you know that that triggers all these yeah. uh these feelings of safety in, in mm-hmm. the brain and then then in the body um absolutely but also you know we often talk in the world now one of the big sort of Things that you see on social media all the time around mental health is things that trigger people. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's there's lots of positive things as well that ignites Definitely. these feelings of safety and warmth. And, so that could be the smell of somebody. It could yeah. be the certain texture, for example, of of a cushion. You know, someone might mm-hmm. find that really comforting and yeah. how that stimulus that helps work, to calm sensory. and yeah, yeah, yeah. How that, you know yeah. how we as humans we often fidget and do things yeah. to self soothe or cross I our arms that. to hug yeah, ourselves definitely. and uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> it's so, through, so, isn't so it? <laughs> but yeah another thing there is actually um, it then leads me on to why so many people are unwell nowadays is the sensory distress mm-hmm. because of of stimulus. yes too much stimulus too all much the tra- stimulus. time you know yeah. now we can hear traffic in the background, you probably won't on the recording mm-hmm. with all the noise gates yeah. and everything on, but but actually that 's very exhausting mm-hmm. and and when someone 's experienced a lot of trauma. Their brains had to adapt in order to survive, so they will hear all of those things going on at a far greater volume mm-hmm. essentially than we would um you know every slight bang and yes. people coming in out of doors or passing by mm-hmm. who's that person you know who's blocking my exit, what's that sound, what's happening next and it's exhausting isn't it to to you know your brain constantly processing at such a high speed and having to focus on on so many different areas but i think for all of us going back to as well um how we're all being affected by stimulus um you know whether it's a lot of artificial lights or you know technology constantly bombarding us and you know we, we're not really present in the moment very much anymore are no. we no and you see that all the time i was at a bonfire display in dudley um, last weekend, and as soon as the fireworks started, everyone got their phones out immediately. Mm-hmm. So they're not actually enjoying the moment. That their focus is actually more on oh, sharing, sharing that, that moment, moment with other people. for a future, yeah, and with other people, or for a future time to look back on, which never really comes.
0: Yeah, it's I'm not. I'm not saying that you can't share. You no, know, but everyone's seen fireworks, haven't they? So. Yeah, and it, it's quite tragic. It's, yeah, I don't know. It depends.
1: But there's a lot to be said about you being in the moment from really a mindfulness perspective about being present, isn't there? Yeah. And, and actually enjoying yeah. the fullness of that moment, yeah. of the full experience of it, rather than just you know, watching it through your screen. Through your screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely, no, I agree. Um, you don't get the full experience Because your mind's always focused on, something, focused else, on yeah, something else, yeah. And I think it's
1: really tragic sometimes that. Um, I think it's it's tragic
0: though, yeah, isn't it? Really yeah, yeah. coming to that kind of um, modern day kind of. Because it's,
1: Cause it's actually, I suppose, as an adult, it's an important skill to have to to be able to be in the moment and at peace.
2: Yeah.
1: Sometimes and just to be able to sit in stillness and sit, and sit in world, silence.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't and
1: really and get <laughs> that luxury very often now, no, do we? Yeah,
0: it's, it's great. But we have to
1: invest in it. I think and so. And I think that's important.
0: It an example for the children as well. Yeah. And, try and they'll learn off us. They'll yeah, they. they
1: will, to, to, to help them to balance these things. Because these things aren't going away, are they? So yeah. we're, and we're all still learning how to navigate around these things, but we've got to support children to, to so be able to use them safely and in a controlled way so it doesn't consume them.
0: Definitely. That's an important word, balance, isn't it? It is. Um, I think too much of anything is bad for you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to go on to too much of... There's a lot of um, mis- miscommunication and manipulation of language, I think, that's affecting the younger generation, yeah. Um, when it comes to mental health, yeah. Um, from my perspective, working and narratives, it, and, yeah, um, yeah, and and actually seeing it it's just everywhere now. Um, mental health, mental health, mental health, mental health, which is I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think, like you said, too much of something can over amplify situations. it can and, and there's pros and <laughs> cons like to
1: everything isn't there and there's definitely a lot of positives around talking mm-hmm. about mental health but mm-hmm. also there's the cons that come with it and um, the misinformation mm-hmm. um, the overuse of language that you'd only really ever come across in clinical therapeutic se- circles clinical and setting, clinical settings know, yeah. a lot of people are talking about my truths and you already mentioned about the difference between objective and subjective yeah. experiences <laughs> earlier and we've always got to have one foot planted firmly in objective reality mm-hmm, 100%. Um, whether we like it or not yeah because that's <laughs> so important from a mental health perspective yeah. because then you drift into the realms of
0: alternative reality. yeah
1: and psychosis and yeah. you know um
0: are we, going, are we living through a mass
1: psychosis right now yeah, uh, i think we'll have to revisit that on another uh absolutely but um you can see uh at the moment we yeah we seem to be in uh, all the typical hallmarks of what would be considered a a mass psychosis yeah
0: i think this word trauma is very um used loosely now there's a difference between trauma and like behavior and like mental health trauma is got you know attached to mental health and there's a difference between behavior and mental health isn't it the way someone reacts And
1: yeah having you know we're we're all going to have (laughs) we're all going to have hardship in life we're all going to have adverse experiences and that's not to take anything away from the individual's perspective because i think at the end of the day it's what matters to them, isn't yeah, it? And how they perceive. Well, but bear, bear in mind,
0: these people aren't from a clinical setting. The yeah, they it on the internet. And yeah.
1: talk, well, the n- word trauma is overused now. Definitely. And, you know, we, we talk <laughs> more in like children's that. services about being trauma-informed, which is really important. We do need to understand definitely. how trauma affects some people's development. Mm-hmm. However, what I will say is we tend to overcorrect in so many hours, which mm-hmm. we've seen all the time in the world at the moment. We've overcorrected in so many hours. And one of those is sometimes i use the term trauma infatuated and i've seen a few professionals start to use this where we can begin to then see everything through a trauma lens which isn't healthy either because before we were very ignorant to trauma and the impact it has um, but now I think sometimes we can just look at everything. Oh, they're doing that because of trauma. trauma. Really? And it's not always the case. No and I actually think it's quite dangerous. Um, the definitely. narratives with pop psychology, you definitely see it on social media all the time, but all in, in publishings and things as well, mm-hmm. that everyone's got trauma. And I, and I don't think that that's true. No, everyone's know, experienced, like so I could say, hardship. Yeah. But I think um, that can be quite damaging to to tell everyone they've got trauma and can then become quite self limiting if you like or self Self
0: self-fulfilling prophecy yeah yeah you know i'm
1: never going to amount to anything because of of xyz has happened to me that's an actual theory yeah yeah Yeah, it's what we call yeah and then what's worrying then is as well i think the concern is now just how many because of these narratives how it's affecting relationships between children and the parents um you know i think an important part of being an adult is you have to be able to look back and accept some of your parents' imperfections, don't yeah, you? As part of your own healing process, definitely. if you like. But, um, you know, some of these narratives now are causing quite um, damaging perceptions of children and their parents mm-hmm. where they're resenting and blaming for everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, some parents... We've seen the impact we, on kids, saying, yeah. As we... S- some parents, the, you know, what's happened and how they've affected their children, what they've done to their children just is inexcusable. But, definitely. Um, you know... There is no such thing as a, a perfect parent, mm. and there was a doctor who who coined that term, if you like, um, the term "good enough parenting" in the sixties. And I can't remember yes. the doctor's name now, but Nor that's what I. we're all striving for. Yeah. And and I think again, a, a big part of for everyone to, to have that inner piece is accepting people's flaws, and mm. none of us are perfect. We've got to yes. got to accept that. Definitely. You can't resent.
0: And people taking accountability and saying, "I've got these flaws," yeah, and they, you know, and we could we work together. Do you know what I mean? If someone's in denial about something, then it's like, it's hard to kind of like, because it comes with shame and stuff, but it's how people approach people and and do this, you know, training and how, you know, the practitioners approach, you know, families from adverse groups. And it's how, you know, it's all the tone, body language, that is so important. And I think those things are missed um, because they're so little to people. I think people forget, like, not... Not because necessarily because they don't care. A lot of people, yeah, it's a power thing, but then some people just, I think, sometimes the job just, what do you, the job kind of hardens some people, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, you, yeah, when, when you're working with people who've yeah. been through a lot in life, um, it will affect you. We, we can become desensitized, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, um, you know, secondary trauma or vicarious trauma is a very real thing where um, that trauma will, I always say, imprint if you like onto you it will affect you you will absorb some of that Mm -hmm. trauma from other people and and then it's how we support people and manage that you see it all the time in ambulance paramedics you know staff working in hospitals the police Mm -hmm. that doesn't get acknowledged um you know um again like any institution there's a lot of corruption in the police but uh, but also there's the the element where they're not supported Mm -hmm. and they do become desensitized and brutalized and Yeah, as I said, secondary trauma is a very real thing and and they need better training around trauma but also to be aware of how what they see and experience every day does impact on them because then you get into the realms of compassion fatigue Mm -hmm. where people stop caring, where people lose empathy and I always say that empathy isn't an endless reservoir Sometimes our levels deplete and drain when we're tired or yeah. when we've not been able to invest in ourselves or mm-hmm. had enough nutrition and the adequate nutrition and so many other factors, you know, we've not done the things that we we like to do, you know, focused on our leisure enough and, and that's why um to be able to give you have to invest in yourself, Self-care. don't you? So yeah, I say absolutely. that all the time. I it write is.
0: about it. I write about narratives, constructs, everything we're speaking about, like I go into my writing. I'm just yeah, i write self care. And it's not about so being selfish. Important. You can't give your all the best if you're not the best. Yeah, um, 100%. And there's a difference between self-care and being selfish. Yes. Um, and it's all in your attitude, isn't it? And your behaviour and... And the
1: integrity behind it. If it, yeah, That's the word, integrity. And, and having those boundaries to take time out sometimes to yeah. say, yeah, I need to have a minute because mm-hmm. I'm getting to the point where I, I've got nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay, we're all human and... You know, we're all worthy of some care for ourselves. Uh, I think that's important as well.
0: We had a conversation the other day. We said we need innovators, but we also need enforcers.
1: Absolutely.
0: Tell us a bit, touch up a bit more on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you definitely, you need your thinkers in the world, don't you? But then you need your people who can put it into practice. Practice, Not everyone needs to be an innovator. Yeah. And that's fine. But it wouldn't work if everyone was an enforcer. Because we'd stagnate. Yes. We'd never progress, would we? But Yeah. Um, some people, I think, are very good at switching roles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you get those people who can sort of Navigate take a back seat. So, yeah, they don't always have to be the alpha person who's making the decisions. They can sit back and think, yeah, actually, someone else might be better equipped to to direct us here. But you know, I might be able to implement that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back on the. You said when it comes to trauma, a lot of psychology so a lot of them are some of them online they can over uh, is it over amplify um that in a sense where I'm gonna to touch upon one of them that kind of I think I like I've got, I I like him, we've had a discussion on it before, but I think he looks at things from a tunnel vision, which can be dangerous Gabba Mata, yeah. yes, yeah.
1: It's he did He's, did some uh, he's wonderful amazing, he's yes.
0: amazing. Like you said, you you just same thing though, isn't it? Everything's from a trauma kind of yes, stance. Yes. <laughs> it's like
1: Okay. And he actually talks about that himself in one of his books. Um, I think it's in When the Body Says No, if I remember correctly. And he talks about the problem is when you become a specialist, you start to see things through that lens. Yeah, that's taking
0: accountability, though. Yeah,
1: because at least he's aware of that, which is so he can then manage that. And, you know, I'm guessing he has clinical supervisions as well to be able to look at things, you know, from a bird's eye view, to look at things with that. You got sort the Jordan of Petersons,
0: and the, I'm a fan of Jordan Peterson, but again, yeah, they're very, very two
1: very different personalities. Yeah, aren't definitely. They? But Straight again, away. it's that—it's the balance of the two, though, because yeah, yeah. I do like Peterson's brutal harshness oh, yeah. sometimes. Because we
0: need it. You need it
1: sometimes. <laughs> we all need a kick up the backside yeah. sometimes, and but. I absolutely do. But sometimes we need that extra bit of compassion and yeah. nurture, which ties in with something else we were talking about recently. Um, the social discipline window when yeah. we talk about restorative practice. McCold. Yes, yes, yes McCold. So there's, there's four windows, isn't there, in the social discipline? Yeah. So on the bottom axis, you've got nurture from low to high. Yeah. And then on the top axis, you've got boundaries, discipline, authority. expectations, authority yeah. from low to high. So the, the bottom window um, is a low level of nurture. And also a low level of boundaries. So we call that sometimes the not window or the neglectful window where we're not doing anything for that person. There's no challenge, there's no support, but also there's no love, Mm -hmm. there's no nurture and there's no presence for that person. But then we get into the next window, so we move along. So now there's a high level of nurture and love Mm -hmm. and And support and involvement. But there's, there's a low level of no boundaries, no expectations and we call that the permissive window where we do everything for so the permissive or the for window that's very disempowering isn't it It
0: can be very dangerous yeah
1: yeah and then you've also got to question the person's integrity who's doing that for Mm -hmm. that person is it more about them Mm -hmm. and you know we can slip into that sometimes sometimes we do things because it's quicker isn't it to do it ourselves yeah you hear people saying teams it's. Uh, I might as well do it because it will take them forever, or they never do it anyway. So I might as well do it. But that might say it's a self-interest,
0: kind of something.
1: It can be, yeah, yeah, and uh, or it can be a nice, where people do things because it's the nice thing to do, but it's yes. not the kind. And it's there's, there's the a kind, big difference yeah. between being nice and being, being, being kind, kind and isn't
0: being it?
1: Yeah, and being yeah. kind is about putting boundaries in place sometimes, and we all need them as children and even you as adults. To be cool to be you kind? do absolutely <laughs> you really do don't you yeah, so yeah. kind people have integrity mm-hmm. they're not necessarily worried about what other people will think of them where the nice person wants that validation everyone needs yeah, to others, like me. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so um then we move into the next window now where the nurtures drop right back down but then the boundaries are there so that's the days of old with parenting isn't it? the punitive punishing doing mm-hmm. things to somebody mm-hmm. um which Again, it's the other extreme then, isn't it? You've got permissive on one end of the spectrum and punitive on the other. And it's an interesting question. Have we as a society gone sometimes from being too punitive, which absolutely wasn't okay, have we overcorrected and we've become too permissive where we're doing everything for people? We're constantly picking up and mopping for people. And we need to get in the balance. So the fourth window is the restorative, where we do things with people. Yes. So there's a high level of support, again, love, nurture... Guidance, encouragement, praise, recognition. But then the boundaries are there, the structure, mm-hmm. the expectations, mm-hmm. the accountability. And that's when we're working. That's where we empower somebody, isn't it? We don't empower somebody by doing everything for them. We don't empower somebody by constantly chastising them. Mm-hmm. But when we do things, with, we, we're guiding. Yeah. And I think G- Gabor Maté, a lovely quote of his, he always talks about, instead of disciplining children, we need to be there. We want them to be our, or they 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 will be our disciples, if you like, following us. Yes. Yeah. But I still think at times there is a time and a place for elements of discipline. Because in the we,
0: society we live in today, yeah, we need yeah. to have some sort of control because there's, so, like you said, there's too much. There's so much going on. Social yeah. media. We need, yeah. to, we need discipline. We need boundaries for our children. Just because boundaries make so, us all feel safe, don't they? Yeah. It's, Everything's there for everything. It's yeah. Like It's access to so much things now. It's very dangerous, especially online, don't you think, with the children? Yeah,
1: because there's so much risk for overindulgence. And um, absolutely, um, you know, the other thing is, balance. I think, it's, yeah, it's about balance. Because you could argue now, and I, and I think this is a big thing we miss when we talk about mental health. We um, you know in the Western world, we're more comfortable than we've ever been in our lives. Mm-hmm. People don't realise that. Um, but no, they don't. I yeah. would argue that the paradox now is it's comfort that's killing people, yeah. not hardship I in think the Western so. world. I think um, so. We have instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Look at technology now. Back in the day, if you ordered something, you had to wait twenty eight days for it to come. I
0: can't wait
1: now. We, we get it the next morning or that day sometimes. Even so when don't things wait.
0: stop or things break down, we're like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's important to have to wait sometimes and have to work for things because it it gives you it builds that character doesn't it but it gives you a reason to get up and fight every day but when you have things instantly that purpose can be gone and and I think what we see in successful people sometimes where their mental health declines and they go on that path of self-destruction is um the comfort they've got nothing to work for now because they fulfilled everything that they set out to yeah and now, actually, they're lost. Well, where do I go from here? And I think that's where resilience, then, is what saves people—the people who can reinvent themselves. Yes. Um, that is so where important. some people crash and burn, don't they? Yeah. Because they've they spent all their life working to yeah. to this goal. But um, sometimes the journey really is. It's, I
0: think that word reinventing yourself—we have one life, many lives in one. I yes. Believe. We can, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say the word die, but we can like kind of.
1: Yeah, oh, before, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you mean, can I mean, stagnate. And alive again, and yeah, yeah, I believe in that. Yeah, I really because do. you, I you see your body shut down.
0: down. Yeah, um, I do. I, I mentioned that on the last podcast when it comes to like, all right, people experience certain things as well. And if it continues, and you know, is your environment because you know, you're going through the situation, you need support in that situation, you're vulnerable. Yes. What's the environment around you? Are they vulnerable too? Is that why it keeps on happening? Yeah, are they we getting are in of this situations recurring? that yeah. they can't deal. With? Like, is everyone in the same situation? Yes. Is, is there anyone there that can actually say, "Right, this is enough. We're going to do this for you. We're going to take you out like of that, no matter how hard it's going to be." The resilience. Is there anyone around you? You know, and yes, in the form of professionals, if it's not family or friends, but is there anyone around you that you can help start, from rep- help you from start repeating and break that
1: cycle and that that's where you need an outside eye sometimes isn't it Shardia? and I think again I think a big problem is that well now people are scared to to comment or you know narratives that you can't comment because you haven't been through this or you're not from here for example but sometimes you need that outside of you do. eye to look at things from a different yeah. have you thought about or oh, we do things this way and that's a beautiful part of growth
0: as well if those people haven't gone through those things as well, then they, I for me, how I look at it. Well, how if you can protect yourself from that, I want to learn off you. If yeah. I'm that kind of person that keeps on getting myself in these predicaments, yeah, and I, you know I'm going through all kinds of stuff, and you know all kinds. And of, you're surrounded by the I'm same people. By the yeah. Same people that aren't helping you, but then there's someone else that doesn't go through that, hasn't, but can say, "Wow, why don't you do these?" Me personally, I'd want that's my inspiration. To be
1: open to that, yeah. yeah.
0: Because you're that person, that woman, or that person that man that's you know got a, you know not a great life but you've you know you're securing yourself you set boundaries you don't you've never gone through that because you haven't allowed yourself to because you've set them foundations for yourself because it can happen to anyone
1: yeah yeah do
0: you understand me it's not yeah and,
1: and some it, people are just fortunate in life aren't they but yeah,
0: i do but i think for me i can all right my own personal experiences i come from a subculture like i was born into it like what not but i've prevented I, I haven't gone through half the things that other women have gone through yeah. from the subculture. Yeah, we and, and that
1: mindset sometimes that this is how I am. and no. But think about what you can be exactly. rather than what you who you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because
1: yeah. we've all got things, haven't we, that yeah. that we need to work on. Everybody. And that's okay. Yeah,
0: definitely. That's but absolute. it's about acknowledging it and actually yeah. wanting to be better and yeah. being surrounded by people that not you think are better, but where you want to be, who you can learn off yeah. and not get a complex or, or competition or... Do you know, yes. what, or like, we need to
1: see people as an opportunity not as a threat.
0: <laughs> Why not? Yeah. You know, if I look at a woman and think, "Oh my gosh, like, yeah, if you can I'm going to want you to Do you know what I mean? I want you yeah. to help me. Yeah. I'm not scared to say, "Oh my gosh, I can learn off you," but um you need to inspire. you needs to be someone that, you know, is where I want to be.
1: And it's wonderful <laughs> being around inspiring people, isn't I it? I it's, love it. Yeah. 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 How how it makes and you feel. Goes up yeah, it does. Yeah. I it really it. does. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think once people get to actually know that's what they need to do to kind of stop certain cycles from happening, then it's not going to change, is it? Things aren't going to change for you if you don't make that change. Yeah, you've, you've got to want
1: to change, haven't you? Yeah. And, you know, I've had this conversation with Keith you kids think in people
0: want to change but don't know how to?
1: There is that sometimes, yeah, yeah some I people. So. Because especially if someone has been deeply traumatised, mm-hmm. all of their actions are around, I need to be safe, mm-hmm. I need to do whatever I can my power to keep myself safe. And sometimes those behaviours can be very self destructive. Mm-hmm. But from that person's perspective, that's very familiar. So at least if it's familiar, in their mind it's safe. Yeah. Because at least they know what the outcome's, what going, the outcome's to going to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you have to let go sometimes though, don't you think, you know, there is another way. But it takes time. Because you think when, when you develop any unhealthy behaviour, that becomes ingrained over many, many thousands of, of repeating I've that de- cycle. Definitely. And so, they think it becomes yeah.
0: normal, like this is the right way. Like, yeah. People will fight you yeah, yeah. because they actually think this is normal.
1: And we've all got yeah. our defaults, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. I always say this, We've always our brains are lazy in the sense that they like to go down the familiar roads. Yeah. But um, I always talk about we've got to make bypasses. For the unknown? To get to... A better destination. We've got to create these new routes, these new ways of thinking, and it's these new ways though, of behaving. It is because we want, yeah, we want. Yeah, we want. We've we've all got time to stress. We'll go to our defaults, and yeah. you know, see, I've seen it over the years in children's services. I've probably made my comments myself in the past that this person's going backwards. Yeah, but they're not really going backwards. They're going to their place of safety, safety. and we've got to change that place. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. And support them to and support yeah. them. Um, guide them to a new place. I think, as well, with the profession, sometimes as professionals we can kind of enforce these kind of treatment oh, This is how it's going to be done. This yeah. is, and it's yes, so too yes. structured sometimes, yes, isn't yeah. it? Don't you think? Yeah, you it's know, dif- different real, modalities, different yeah.
1: therapists are going to have different perceptions of, you know, this is what that person needs. But um, interesting on the way in, we were speaking about. Uh, you know, taking things from, and I quoted Bruce Lee, didn't I? Uh, yes. Who said, yes. "No way is the way." And, yeah. and one of his other quotes, which I mentioned earlier, was, uh, "He said, research your own experiences, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless." And mm-hmm. and I think we can take so many things from different schools of thought and mm-hmm. find what's right for the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's no one true way in terms of therapy, is there? No. There's no one true religion, as far as I'm concerned. There's no one true anything. It's no. about what what works for you. Mm-hmm. And as long to as it works, that's but all that there's, matters. There's, yeah? there's, there's
0: something in everything.
1: There is. Good, good and bad's a, a fairy tale yeah. way of thinking. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's, there's good and
0: bad in everything. Yes. Because things are so complex and yeah. so manipulated now. So you, you can't just think, oh, that's it, because you're not going to find everything there. Yeah. That's how I think. And I think a big
1: <laughs> a big part of, of healing that's is to be I able to research. see the grey yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yes. And, and see the grey in people that, you know... Like I said earlier, when we talked about the perfect parents, you know, we have to accept the flaws in other mm, people. Definitely. And um, that, that's, that's a massive thing, isn't it? In, mm. in having your own, to be at peace with somebody, but to be also be at peace with yourself. You've got to accept the flaws. I think mm. we, we need to accept that some of the things we do are part of the human condition and are never going to, go, never away. Going to go away. So we've got yeah. to work with them and be aware of them yeah. instead of trying to suppress them. Because it's like when you hold an inflatable ball underwater. What's going to happen to that ball as soon as you let go? It's full of air. It's
0: going
1: to go... It will, and it will bounce up, won't it, with force. So, so if you're
0: suppressing the beast...
1: It is, absolutely. <laughs> it will only come out in, in dark you know, avenues, if you like, and, you know, in behaviours and... Self-destruction. Uh, yeah, you've, you've got to learn to integrate that, that dark
0: side that we've yeah, all got. be at peace with yourself, acknowledge yeah. it, and you know how to deal with it and, yeah. and, and manage it. Yeah. If you acknowledge it, you will know how to manage it. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. if you're not going to be in denial about it being there, yeah. then it's going to just self-destruct. Yeah, because it's
1: not going to go away, is it? No, at the same then, time,
0: especially if you're a parent and you haven't dealt with that in your childhood, yeah, it can pass on to your children. Yeah, and you see a lot of that. I think in the you do, work.
1: don't you think? Yeah, with oh, patients, absolutely. No, adults, see. It's
0: like, okay, it's like ninety percent of the time in the experiences I've had in the last six, five, six years, I've been working in the services. Ninety percent of the time, eighty-five percent, it's like a parent, family thing. Should I say not just parents? It's a family kind of dynamic. It can be. You can see where a lot of behaviours come from, can't you? I've definitely
1: seen that when I've worked, you know, and supported family visits over the years, where things make sense. You think,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. uh, you can see then. Okay, I I see now why the Mm -hmm. child does this, or I see now why the child says this about Mm -hmm. themselves, or why the child acts that way. And it's uh, it's interesting when we see some children who've had to take the role of the parent on. Yeah. So when they're around their siblings and they sort of reunite on visits, how they naturally morph back into that role. Because that's their default. I need to look after my, you know, younger younger siblings and they, they take on that role. Okay. Or sometimes even they, they're the ones who... Take on the role of the parent with the, their parents, mm. you know, which is tragic, isn't Sad, it? No, yeah. no child should ever have to do that, but yeah. it, it's a very real thing yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it is
0: definitely parenting your parents. Yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, but it is one of those things, and you can either take it as you know and use it for good, good, or
1: yeah, or yeah, because actually, if, if a child's got those qualities, we want to harvest them, yeah, yeah, and, and you know definitely they've got a lot to offer in terms of caring for other people so it's a beautiful thing isn't it and definitely what when i see now when i'm visiting homes is some kids who've had really difficult upbringings um but they're giving so much back to communities themselves which is wonderful whether it's you know helping out with the soup kitchen for homeless people or just visiting lonely people in you know elderly residential for example and and making their day Mm -hmm. and um but that's the best way to break down ignorance as well and stigmas isn't it by getting people exposed to people mm-hmm. you know yeah. interacting meeting, uh, meeting meeting people yeah yeah
0: that's well this is your job isn't it and going round that's what you do yeah like, yeah with different people you do reg 44s stuff,
1: yes right? yeah so i do independent visits to, yeah. to some children's services as yeah. well so yeah how just having an out time perspective that, that's really interesting yeah. and it's lovely to see the progress and you know seeing how staff build relationships with the children and break down some of these barriers, how they change behaviours and teach kids mm-hmm. new coping mechanisms and also how they build trust. Mm-hmm. Which you know, which is one of the the ongoing so but the, the foundations to any relationship, any is, relationship is built is on trust. trust and honesty, isn't Definitely. it? Absolutely. Integrity and integrity. Matters. Yeah, yeah. It really I always does. talk about those three things, if you like, form the foundations of relationships, trust, honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, when that trust is established and then how that child starts to then feel safer and starts to drop some of those defences and barriers and all these walls they've put up. And then you start to see then that person's character mm-hmm. and their qualities come out. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful moment, that is. It
0: is. Yeah. But we need the integrity behind it too. Yeah, we do. And that. commitment. I sent you that post about, remember, about yes. integrity. Yes, yes. And I think that's so... It mentioned about you know people you people can use things for their own interests um and that's Absolutely. why things break down i think yeah, when it comes yeah, yeah. To even philanthropy we talk about that philanthropy charities organizations mm. a lot of self interest um yes a lot of it going on what's your perspective on that yeah i mean I, I can't, good, help, but so yeah, <laughs> I can't help but be cynical yeah I can't help
1: but be cynical of the world sometimes and uh <laughs>
0: Need a bit of that, but
1: there has system. to be a level of self interest as well. But you know, yeah. charities like anything can abuse that. Yeah. There are some wonderful charities out there, there but there's some questionable practices that go on, and uh, you know, corruption that we don't yeah. see behind the scenes. And yeah, often someone's taking a nice salary, um, and their, or, or, in their, yeah, their integrity all is all not in the there. Their, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely in children's services, what we mm-hmm. see is so how some companies have, have got so big that they've lost their initial. Vision I've worked with a lot and of and it's become <laughs> now just very business focused, which yes. is very, very tragic. Sad. Yeah, Sad. and I've,
0: I've left I've, when, I've, when you first met me, even before that, I was hopping to different yes, ones. Yes. I was like, What the hell is going on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, like I thought, you know, where's the integrity and the, the, the substance? And yeah. the, 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 the. and had I actually
1: put enforce those values? I can't, speaking work, of enforcers, yeah, I can't yeah be but part of this, yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah that's a shame because I love the job, but it's like I couldn't be part of it because a lot of private. Companies that, and this just do, and adult some of them I don't even know about children's services that actually yeah they, they've seen business. that there's a
1: lot of money that can be generated here and scary yeah, stuff. it is scary isn't it it, um, it is scary
0: but there are I think there's more good ones but there I've is, experienced yeah. yeah
1: and I'm so, very fortunate to work with some wonderful providers out there you and you go know up and down yeah the place, don't you? yeah all over the country yeah. absolutely and uh, you can see that the care's right at the top. To the the support workers i'm not saying that we're at the bottom but the ones who are actually putting everything into practice and and it has to be on all levels doesn't it
0: starts you, a team is yeah. only as good as its manager right? yeah
1: absolutely and yeah. and even the directors and uh, yeah definitely when i think of certain companies there's one i'm going to tomorrow and every time you go into their head office um one of the more senior managers there will always make sure that everyone's got a drink She'll bring snacks in. She doesn't have to do any of that, yeah, but she, does. she looks after everybody and she'll check in regularly throughout the day. She's even given me drinks to take home on a hot day for the long two-and-a-half-hour drive home. But I think if if that's right at the top, it will filter through on all levels, and it does. Mm-hmm. And you see that at the end of the day, the results are there. Mm-hmm. The outcomes with the children, they get a fantastic... And that's just one company. Uh, there are many out there, me, but yeah. it's, it's got to reciprocate, hasn't it? And like I say... It flows, doesn't it? If if it's not right at the top, it won't be right at the bottom. But conversely, if it's not right at the bottom, it won't be right at the, at the top, top either.
0: It, it, definitely. Yeah. Um, I agree. Definitely. Um, I want to go back to trauma. Um, this is the last I, I forgot, you mentioned it earlier. It's the new original scene.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think sometimes this concept. <laughs> Elaborate that. On yeah, it's that, quite. I'm always controversial, but <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: When um when we overfocus that everything's down to trauma or everyone's deeply affected by trauma that's almost c- creates a psychological enslavement like original sin so that the christian concept of original sin was that everyone was unworthy and actually think that concept is very damaging to a young and impressionable child mm-hmm. to think that they're more un- unworthy because children are innocent children are innocent and uh, it's
0: what we install in them. yeah
1: it is yeah they're, they're a, a blank a, they are a product like, yeah. of the environment, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are, and a product of the people around them. Absolutely, we're all products of our environment, mm-hmm. aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah, I think you know, if you're constantly surrounded by these narratives online and in other areas, that you know everyone's, you know, affected by trauma. Like I say, I don't think it's true. No, do I. Um, not like I'm, a, you know, what's your I'm, I'm reinforcing. Of trauma? It's
0: what's, what, people are talking about trauma. What's trauma yeah. to, to those people yeah. talking about that are not and, in the clinical setting? Who's told? Where's their definition and, you know, is it is subjective what you think trauma is if you haven't had, like, therapy? If you haven't gone through therapy yeah. to know what trauma is professionally or worked in a clinical setting, then, yeah, you can... I suppose people know people that work in but is it subjective again because because you can't measure it because
1: because it's it's in the mind and the impact it has is on the mind and body it's very difficult to measure isn't it how traumatized somebody is yeah so yeah on the flip side you know i can't stress enough as well that it's important that we don't downplay people's how things have affected people at the same time you know absolutely we, we need to acknowledge and see where they're at but yeah trauma really does affect so many people's you know so many areas sorry of of people's lives in terms of you know like i said their perception but also how they learn mm. or can't or are unable to learn because their brain's so focused on yeah. safety that all that energy is being absorbed elsewhere that yeah. the, the brain then doesn't have the luxury on that child can't sit in class and absorb the information because they, they, they're more focused on who's walking down the corridor like i said or you know, Can you see it? Yeah, the banging and things yeah, like that. Yeah, all so um, that's why, you know, thinking about Maslow's hierarchy.
0: Yes.
1: You know, establishing safety and meeting the basic needs has to be the starting point, because until someone's feeling safe, they can't actually drop their defences no. to be able to learn and to be able to grow. let other people in and grow. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So, so, you know, safety first. We talk about that from a health and safety perspective, but also in terms of development, Yeah. safety has to come first, doesn't it?
0: Do you think, working with, because you work with all kinds of different cultures, different ethnic minorities, do you think there's a difference in behaviour and mental health? I have this discussion with a lot of professionals. Some say yeah, some say no.
1: Um, What do you think? I think sometimes I've come across certain conditions more. Mm -hmm. But um, I wouldn't say necessarily difference in behaviours. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm having to think about this, actually, and, and just think of... I've definitely seen similarities in behaviours with children across the country who've experienced similar things. Yes, And, I agree. you know, how very similar unhealthy coping mechanisms have, have developed, if you like, like self-harm or, or eating disorders and, and things like that. And, uh, yeah, often these children have had similar negative experiences. But also I think now... Back in the day um it wasn't okay, and again, i can't stress this enough, but a lot of people who had those experiences were hidden away from society. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people who've had those experiences can be on seen on platforms where what I'm getting at there is the dangers then sometimes is people can then absorb some of those behaviors Definitely. because they've been exposed to a level that we never would have been in I the see past, it at work yeah. When- and, you know, it was wards, absolutely disgusting yeah. that people were locked away in the past. But you do see it on wards, like we say. We're all products yeah. of their environment. You see if, yeah, if you're surrounded by self-harm every day, there is a risk you're going to start doing yeah. it because your priority is getting your knees met yeah. and not being forgotten. If, if a child seeing another child is getting more resources, and it's not about attention, no. if they're seeing that another child's getting their knees met by displaying X, Y and Z behaviours, mm-hmm. They will gradually start to yep. adopt those behaviours. You
0: see that with adults. I work in adult yeah. services now within the NHS and you see that at work, in yeah. wards. When, and it all starts with that. They see the attention that their person gets, whether it's negative or not, as they say, any attention is good attention. But it's more says. care
1: than attention, I always say, isn't it? Because...
0: When... Because they... In what sense, like... Because
1: for me, attention's a very broad umbrella term where it could be that they just need recognition at that moment or reassurance or socialisation they're bored they're understimulated. so there's lots of things that we could say oh they did that for attention yeah. but actually when we unpick no, it yeah yeah yeah
0: when i'm talking in a sense of all right and say someone self-harms and everyone goes to them yeah so it
1: could be attention to need couldn't yeah, it or yeah. attending to their needs yeah. so i suppose attending rather than attention yeah. in that sense yeah um, but yeah, you, you do well, it see it all the time. Because it does. Do
0: they, they feel like they have to do that to get in order to?
1: Yeah, in order to get their needs in order to get their needs met, essentially, and yeah. in, in order to be safe.
0: Would you say that's a problem with the s- services, the staffing, the services, or it, it, the
1: you home? know, unfortunately, it's inevitable in, in clinical environments yeah. and in institutions, isn't it? Look at prison yeah. and how those yeah. those behaviours quickly get. And you know, sadly, sometimes people become more brutalised, don't they, in prisons because you know it's sink or swim isn't it Mm -hmm. you either survive or you you sort of go under in that sense and uh yeah it it, that's where it's important isn't it to create a nurturing environment Mm -hmm. and a safe environment not um a firefighting environment because it's very difficult isn't it once you're in that environment when you're firefighting you're constantly you're then in survival mode yourself so you're unable to look at things mm-hmm. from a more rational perspective. You're just reacting in the moment, aren't you? Yeah. But we've got to get out of that somehow sometimes to then be able to look at things with a more constructive perspective instead of just reacting, reacting, reacting to actually plan and, and to construct and think, you know, we need to get something in place here. Yeah. We need to I
2: agree. start
1: to... to and, it, and it's easier said than done when you're firefighting, isn't it? Because when you're in that moment you know everyone's focus is on safety isn't it mm-hmm. but, yes yeah but um that's why i think now in the mental health sector and in so many areas we talk more about reflective practice don't we yes. it's so important so important i
0: talk right about that all the time it's, all, it's like every like, article at the end it's, everything goes back to reflection isn't it yes
1: what could we do differently what What, could could, we what have we learned yeah. but also what went well what were our successes and acknowledge we've got to take the wins as well definitely because it's says, wins that it's that easy keep to you see going it's easy to the negatives and it? it's yeah. easy
0: to go on the negative side of what we could but what about what? it's like a child when he's always acting bad like bad behaviour but then when he's good we sometimes forget a lot of us I see yeah. at work we forget and it's yeah. like you know it's, it's dangerous ground it's so tragic it?
1: when a child says well no one acknowledged me anyway when yes. I'm trying that is heartbreaking That's, yeah. it is heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah because at that point we've, we've really let them down yes. I'm not saying we've failed them this is always room for improvement, improvement but we, we've let that chill down, and we need to acknowledge that. No, we need to, we've got to take ownership for our part, haven't we? Definitely. What you know, what could we have done, or what, what didn't we do? Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, definitely. I want to go on to your a bit about your music. You did a bit of music, okay? Yeah, yes, the yes, Instrumentals. I want to talk about it because I think it's got you know there's a message in there, and it's kind of the same kind of it's societal kind of. Issues, yeah i've got a, i've got a narratives. few projects so there's, there's
1: one i i um i was asked to become a part of during the lockdown actually and a friend of a friend who uh dropped me a message and asked me for fancied uh, doing some vocals on a project and and writing the lyrics so all the music was already done um, by one of the songs and uh it's very different to me in terms of how i work because normally i'll build everything together yeah you know bit by bit but um having the music already done and then you know, all fantastically, the vision and everything, the whole concept behind it already there. And then trying to tap into someone else's mind to to be able to convey where they were coming from, but also add my own personal spin. It was interesting. So I actually got a friend who, uh, you know, has definitely been through a lot in life themselves. And, you know, it wouldn't be fair for me to, to go into that mm-hmm. today. No, no. But um, I thought that, that person's got a lot to offer to this project. So I asked them and uh, mm-hmm. that they really sort of, just ran with it and really really thrived so we, we developed this beautiful sort of working relationship between us and uh there's uh, some really dark stuff and uh, at the same Very time dark, people <laughs> <laughs> at the same time but un- unless you uh, acknowledge the darkness you can't appreciate the light.
2: lights no. But you've got to just make
1: sure you don't stay there. Don't stay at there, the, same, yes. the same time, and uh, you. don't stay. Yeah, there. yeah and um there's there's like a running theme for this project on on the first album it's not out yet it's all very you know um sort of low budget we've we've but it comes from the heart with all of us you know we've all recorded our parts of you know in our homes instead of going to a studio and uh jack who's the main songwriter he's brilliant with video and everything as well and the the visuals and uh you know just a wonderful inspiring
0: very uh, controversial uh... <laughs> I like controversy,
1: though. But um, yeah, and and it. there's a message. I think as as the, the, as the concept of the album went on, um, the opening sort of track was like And so we carry on," and it was really about like plodding, plodding on through life. But there's also a message underneath it, with all this dark and the self-destructive elements. We come out the other side of it with. Um, there was one song in particular um, called "The Fundamental Truth of Pain." And it's about the necessity of pain. We do need some suffering in our life, and it goes back to to balance. Pain mm-hmm. builds character. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Pain gives you a reason to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I said, sometimes I think comfort can be just as big a killer as yes. hardship. So uh, definitely, I've seen it in yeah. my lifetime. Yeah, People comfort in there, yeah. they,
0: they slowly I don't say killing themselves, but it's like in, internally they're just yeah. <laughs> Because they're scared of the pain. They're scared to get themselves in a certain situation. Yeah, Because they're so used yeah. to comfort, and
1: it's quite sad actually. And there's a there's a it's couple of sad. lines I wrote in it. Uh, you can try to hide away, but it will find you in the end. A blessing and a curse. Pain is your one true true friend, and it pains absolute our enemy <laughs> at times. But also, <laughs> yeah. it what is like what makes us who it, we yeah. are. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to acknowledge the darkness as well. Because you play
0: the guitar.
1: Yes, I play guitar. I, I sing, allegedly. <laughs> um, yeah, and guitar was my first love. Um, interestingly, last night, I was watching with the kids Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was the film that inspired me to to get into the guitar um, when I was probably about eight or nine when I first watched that. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to just go back last night and have that nostalgia and revisit that childhood inspiration. But, yeah, I think music for me started off as a hobby, but then it becomes a source of expression. And I always say this... Um, I think nowadays with the internet and the wealth of information, there's some phenomenal musicians. And <laughs> you've got you've got kids in countries like Japan and they're four years old and they're virtuosos. Yeah. They're just, they're, you know, from birth, they're surrounded by music and push. But I always say it doesn't matter how proficient you are or you aren't. No one in the world is ever going to be better than you expressing yourself. They can't do That's that. Right? You cannot express another person. So I it agree. doesn't matter if you can only sing one note or you can't sing a note at all or you can only play one rhythm on a drum kit or whatever that's sacred to you because no one else can express you yeah. like you can yeah. and I think that that's there's something beautiful about that yeah 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 and I think again as, as we get older sometimes we become more self-critical whereas a child when a child draws a picture in their eyes it's perfect. You know, there might be many elements of that picture and the details missing, but they don't see that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That picture in their eyes is exactly as it should, it should be. be yeah. And there's a beauty in that. There's an innocence in that. And it's a really magical sort of thing. But as we get older, sometimes we start to get more critical and we start to chop and change things. And sometimes then you can get in that sort of seeking perfection. And yeah, that and is. again, that's uh, it goes back a bit like the perfect parent. There's no such thing as a perfect product. Sometimes you've just got to, Go with yeah, let, that, that's ready to be put out there now. Let's leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can use those skills to refine the next thing we work on. And that's part of the growth as well. But, you know, you can mess around with things forever, but you'll never you'll never be happy with them. So at some point you've got to accept that. Exactly. Yeah, and sometimes it's the most spontaneous forms of artwork, Whether it's music or whatever, or a, a take, an actor in a movie or an actress... But there was something magical about that first take, or that that you can't recapture. Yeah, so sometimes I think, yeah, that those raw moments of of inspiration or performance are the, are the beautiful things in any creative fields. Yeah. yeah, are you
0: gonna develop that? Are you gonna
1: carry on? With the music? Yeah, so hopefully we're going to be uh, like I say, we we've done a video for uh, the One Project, which is called Grief Prison, a very sort of. Uh, Hard-hitting name, and like I say, so the music's very extreme. It's on the more extreme side of, of heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're hoping to. It, it was the, the original plan. It was just going to be a, a recording project, but I think as it grew, we thought we need to get this out live. Mm-hmm. So I think next year we re- really want to. Get a live band together and and push for that, and hopefully you know there were definitely other people involved in the project as well that um absolutely contributed you know with synths and drums and and some of the other instruments Amazing. as it grew. So um, it'd be nice to get as many of those people involved as as possible because um, I think again some some of those musicians I don't know them as as uh, them as well as as Jack does, but people who've been sort of disillusioned at times as mm-hmm. well. With the whole industry, the music industry, and how much it 's changed, and you know it 's a it's hard industry it's, a it's tiring industry, you know yeah. and it's and it 's thankless sometimes you know putting in a lot of hours for very very little rewards but I think that 's why I want to get it out there live because I think that 's where the greatest reward is though' is being able to share that with other people and being able to connect face to face and I think that raw connection that you get in a live setting doesn 't matter if there 's only you know an audience of three people or however many it is um you can't beat that
0: yeah definitely what would you say the future of mental health services in the uk are it is going where is it going going forward yeah it, it's, it's, i'd say my perspective i think it's becoming a business <laughs> it is in a ways, lot of in, it is it, in, in, in some, some ways, ways yeah, it's becoming yeah. a business like everything thing. sadly and yeah.
1: um yeah, you know a lot of things do come down to funding don't know how people yeah. talk about how everything comes down to fund. but some people misuse things for their i mean yeah we won't get into the pharmaceutical industry today but you know <laughs> medicines do really work really well for certain mental health conditions more than others so everything has its role yeah. in life doesn't it absolutely yeah. but um definitely for some mental health conditions and you know i'm not a psychologist i'm not a doctor but i'm definitely aware that trauma related conditions therapy really is so integral to that person you know and uh yeah some of the different modalities of therapy as i say that can work for certain certain conditions more than others Mm -hmm. but um yeah trauma sorry trauma informed therapies are are so important if that condition is is really developed because of traumas you certain conditions like bipolar and schizophrenia, absolutely, medication, medication is a really yeah. important part it of is, that. Definitely. And it would be wrong to push a narrative as well that, you know, you don't need medication. No. I've, it, it, yeah.
0: I'm not a fan of medication. You know, I'm therapeutic. I do therapeutic. Yes. That's me. But when it comes to schizophrenia and bipolar, and they haven't yeah, had medication, yeah, it can yeah. be very dangerous. Um, for themselves. Yeah. For themselves, yeah. definitely, and yeah. for the people around them. Yeah. So, um yeah, that's neither.
1: And you know, it's thanks to medication. There's there's people I know that have a good quality of life. Yeah. And are able to live by themselves mm-hmm. safely, and are able to have relationships and some freedom and autonomy. Where without medication, the chances are that they might be in a more secure environment, and like I say, at great risk to themselves Definitely. or others. So everything. My mother always used to say, "There's a place for everything, Definitely. and everything has its place." And, and has its yeah, place. yeah. So you know definitely services are massively overstretched now and and it is an area where we, we're constantly firefighting but at some point we need to look at don't we the prevention's always better than the cure what can we do to stop it getting to that stage in the first place and like i say society has accelerated so fast um and it's not going to stop either is it no. it's like a, a nuclear reaction now <laughs> once that change started that energy's just going and, and it's just moving faster and faster, isn't it? But we've got to learn to, to balance these things. And I suppose I think what I'm seeing on a the positive though now is some children are really getting good at learning to navigate technology and put their phone down and give themselves that. Or, you know, sometimes people will turn their accounts off for a while, deactivate them and things yes. like that. You know, so I think yeah. people are learning to to manage these social things now. Some children,
0: I don't know, don't even go on social media. Yeah, yeah. Some teenagers don't even touch it and it's so refreshing, yeah. like, you don't know, I don't really do it. Some do it because I have to, because of what they do, like promote their books or promote their yes. little projects, but they don't do all that personal and, you know, it's just like, wow. So it, there's a, you know.
1: You've got to use it as a tool, not let it use you. Yes. And, and it's easier said than done.
0: And Prince said that. Prince says, you've got to use the media as a tool. Prince, the artist, yeah. so you got to use the media It was as phenomenal, tool. wasn't it? Don't make the media use you. Yeah. Same with fame. Use fame. Don't let fame use you. Yeah. Use money. Don't make money use you. Yeah. We've got to have balance. We've got to have discipline. We've got to have management. We've got yeah, to just, perspective on things. Just to protect know. ourselves from... Or spiraling out of yeah, control yeah. and doing things to the extreme and overindulging, like we see today a lot yeah. in society.
1: And it is wonderful now that children are being taught more about mindfulness in yeah. schools. So there is there is some really good work yeah. around that. You know, I think forest schools are great to help. We need to reconnect back with nature yes. as well.
0: Oh, that is so important. Yeah, it is so important to that be out. Yeah, word. let's go for a walk. Come on, let's absolutely. Go for the woods. Let's go to the yeah. horses. Let's go anywhere yeah. there's nature. I love yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Because they're they're the, the sensory experiences that we're wired to mm-hmm. tolerate. You know the sound of leaves mm-hmm. and. It's part
0: of the. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, you know. Universal order, the like the, yeah,
1: yeah, it's all part of it all. Is, yeah, creation. yeah.
0: And when we're not away from it, and technology starts to take and like replace that, it can become a problem. Yeah, it's replacing that. If yeah, so I think it, a lot of
1: sickness and distress yes. symptoms are. Because we've become disconnected yes. with nature and, and we need to, we need to reconnect, it. don't we? Yeah,
0: especially people that live in this city. It's so important yeah. to try and get out of this city. You
1: see that, don't you? Especially like people who live in, let's use London for an example. Yeah. And people often comment, don't I've got a lot of friends in London yeah. and, and they're absolutely wonderful people. Yeah. But from, you know, I was up north last week, people often comment the north-south divide. But how yeah. hey, people in London are less friendly. And no, no, that's not true.
0: I don't think it is. I love London people. But
1: When you're in a busy city and all the hustle and bustle, everyone, they haven't got time. Yeah, definitely. And those people would be friendly in the right environment. Yeah, it's the environment that's not bringing out the best in them. Definitely, they're at because, work. Yeah.
0: They're tired. You said they're in a rush. They train. need to get to A to B, yeah. and that
1: person's in their way blocking them, or yeah, yeah they, they get frustrated very quickly. That, that but, but it's not.
0: Some, like, it's, that's, a, we, that's what I mean. We don't take time to think of. Well, no, is we it don't. the rude or is it because of the environment? Yeah, see environment.
1: The yeah, yeah.
0: Because we all act differently in different environments. Yeah, we don't do, we? We bring, we do. Bring, bring us, you know. Yeah. Thing, certain things bring out certain things in different environments. Yeah, they
1: do. Sometimes it's the best.
0: It's sometimes and sometimes it's the, it's
1: the worst, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So we, as, we need to acknowledge that. Yeah. If we don't learn that, we're going to keep Oh, yeah. we're not going to know, you know. Because then that tribalism
1: <laughs> comes into play, the country versus city folk and
0: tribalism, yeah
1: and we've all got that in we've us we've all got
0: that in us yeah. we have but I think that's just do you think that's human it is it? it's part of
1: the human condition yeah. but we've we've got to learn to work through that better but it's, we've yeah. you, you can't damn people for having that and that, that's what I think is a really important thing you can't damn someone for being human no if because if, when when you, as soon as you start to condemn and damn people the defences come up and
0: Definitely.
1: then it doesn't bring out the best does it no. but if we can acknowledge that that's there in all of that's, us yeah. we can work through it better yeah and I wish they teach that in schools, but, you know, don't again, that, I'm cynical you know. sometimes that it's the classic divide and conquer. They don't want us to get each other it sometimes. Course
2: it is. Of course it is. But
1: um, the only way you can get people, like I say, is, is by being exposed to people, isn't yeah. it? And by being with and doing with doing with. with people. And uh, that's with. the best Connecting way to break me. down ignorance, isn't you know, it? Yeah. To get amongst it. To get amongst it and, yeah,
0: yeah definitely.
1: To, to see the world and, and, and listen definitely listen to people like see you said, things we in need different lights.
0: enforcers as well yeah just innovators
1: yeah well. it takes everybody doesn't it to yeah. make it work when you think about all the different personality types um even psychopaths play a huge part we
0: said, we were talking yeah about that. i know uh, i think
1: part. it's professor kevin dutton um he's done a lot of uh, a lot of of work around you know studying psychopaths and published several books but um a lot of ceos psychopaths a lot of yep.
0: i've read Plenty of stuff on, yeah. People in top professions in the world, yeah. Special um, forces,
1: you know, soldiers who are, you know, in special forces, yeah. they're able to make a split second decision without the hesitation and the moral dilemmas that we'd have. That they're able to just think in terms of figures and. And we need what, what's that sometimes. The, yeah, you do. Yeah. Split And I, I do think when, when we talk about <laughs> the, the term neurodiversity more now, um, you need. You know, people with autism have so much to offer. Of course. There's a beautiful honesty. I love them.
2: I love them.
1: Yeah, there's a beautiful honesty with people with autism who don't put all the airs and graces and uh, they they comment on how they see things. Yeah. And there's a beautiful com- um, qualities to... Let's just use one more example. People with ADHD, or a few more examples, people with ADHD are often very energetic mm-hmm. and really excel the classrooms aren't the right environment no, for people. No, but you get them outside Excel and doing things, amazing. and children should be doing anyway. Yeah, they shouldn't be sitting. Children learn by doing, doing. And, and watching, don't yeah. they? Not by being told. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people with ADHD have a lot to offer to the world. So yeah, that neurodiversity. People with dyslexia, statistically, people with with dyslexia have high levels of empathy. Mm-hmm. So they're better at working with people and they're mm-hmm. better at understanding people. They're often very creative yeah. and think outside the box. People with these neurodiversity, you, you, you could look at it like actually, are they a necessary part of evolution? Because they benefit the progress of our species in different That's ways. Yeah, Yeah, so when I've worked with children who, you know, back in the day we used to use the term were low functioning. So that often meant children with a lower IQ who, yeah, who had autism yeah, like and yeah that. we're trying to move away from that term now yeah, like but it. um what i was getting at there was that often those children are nonverbal so they can't communicate through words however i i'd argue that often they communicate with nature far better than we can animals
0: and everything
1: yes. yeah and objects Yes. Yeah. and it might seem to us we'd think well why is that person twisting that bottle in yeah. the lights and looking at it but to them, they might be looking at how that light bends and refracts and yeah, how it so glimmers like, and
0: yeah, this is a beautiful yeah. Like, they'll sit there like this and yeah, it's like I've worked with children like that and it's like they see something that
1: that we can't can't and it's yeah. amazing because So they can maybe see it's something. our minds that are blind. No,
0: I think it is because we've,
1: we've turned yes. off... those elements of our brain have been turned yeah, off. The but they're perfectly in tune with those yeah, things. It's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it is.
0: It's amazing. It, it really is. I love learning off them. So Ian what where do you see yourself like what's your what's your plans where do you see yourself in the children's services in the next five do you see yourself still in the children's yes
1: services? i do but I, I i really want to travel with it i think um
0: Abroad.
1: yeah it's, oh, you know okay. i mean i've got kids so i wouldn't want to do it all the time but i'd like to learn how different countries uh you know what practices yeah. work across the world and yeah. and what things might you know what could we pick up that we miss? You do
0: like to travel. You like to globe track down. Yeah, I know. Live, you always like, comment five on how many one year. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, it's They're her. not all lavish
1: holidays, yeah. just for the record as well. But uh, but no, <laughs> it is because I think it's the best way to, like I say, break down ignorance yeah, and learn from people. Definitely. And yeah, so I would, and I would like to. To teach people and but to learn from people as well from uh, so yeah, some of my friends go to the states regularly to to support in summer camps and uh, things like that, but yeah, it would be really nice to to see how things are done differently in in some countries and
0: it's, 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 um i think it's great because you can spread like i think so many people need so much help so if you could spread what you know your
1: knowledge so we're starting we've got plans to to go to jersey actually um so no it's not too far but january next year we'll be spending three days in uh in jersey myself and a colleague uh, so we're going to be delivering some training there to all the local authority children's services so that that's a starting point in terms of uh expanding a bit bit further afield as well so yeah i'm really looking forward to definitely i think it's in my blood now. yeah um i couldn't see myself doing anything anything different i mean prior to that i actually did 10 years in the building trade and yeah it it come to the end of it for me it was there was no fulfillment anymore but once i got into this job and you know being able to get qualifications again and that learning just really inspired me because I hadn't really learnt anything for 10 years. In the
0: building trade. Yeah,
1: yeah, since I'd done like, my, my NVQ yeah, my I mean, apprenticeship. Yeah. And, you know, I was just stagnating. But it was nice. I, it was almost like I started to live again.
0: What made you go from building to children's? It services? was like the sort
1: of recession around 2008, and eight nine. yeah. Nice. So that, that was what kick-started it, the lack of work. And, again, that, that hardship sometimes. And I've got no choice it now. It forces I've got you into to,
0: what you need. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I always sort of said then that I'd never be in a place that I wasn't happy with after spending ten years and you know not being content. And I thought, no, no, I'm just going to. If ever I'm not happy in any moment, it's time to, to move on. And I've I've stuck to that ethos. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: What advice would you give? I don't say advice. I just don't like that. What? What knowledge? What message would you give to the audience that are watching? That are professionals that you know work in children's services, and a lot of us—not um, me personally—but a lot of us are struggling when it comes to the dynamics of, you know, of the the management and power struggles and yeah, you know, conflict yeah. communication. Okay, um, yes, yeah. dealing with certain kind of like you know they think something's you know challenging certain things what what kind of i think
1: kind of what i always say is um it talks going back to self-care earlier you can't care for anyone unless you care for yourself so i think that that's a really important message there um i think we're all here to learn from each other Mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong way of, of doing things and uh you know, I think also I, I, I sometimes talk about how we have this arrogance sometimes that we think we're morally superior to mm-hmm. generations previously. But a lot of what they did worked because mm-hmm. our species, you know, we've been around, what, 200,000 years now? Our species and obviously a lot of that worked because none of us will be here today mm-hmm. at the same time. So, yeah, some things did need throwing out. You know, some, some practices have evolved, Yeah, some things we do still need because we have to remember that in the years to come people will treat us with the same judgment and look back on us and think well what the hell were they thinking what the hell were they doing then so yeah we can't afford to have that again i think it's part of the human condition sometimes that, yeah. that we always think we're superior to the past generations but we've also got to have that humility that there's a lot that we can take and learn from them as well
0: yeah Amazing, amazing! So we've got more music and we've got more travelling. Yes, more yeah, hopefully, sharing. and uh, yeah, and, and a
1: lot more to learn for myself as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got so about, about twenty books I've got ready to read at the moment. That, uh, yeah. It's
0: always good to read a good old book. Oh, is it is
1: it? absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to wrap that up. Thank you,
1: Ian. No, it's been an it absolute lovely. pleasure, and you know, there's so many wonderful people that come on here, and uh yeah. thank you. Yeah, you know, I feel really honoured to be a part of it. I
0: try and like, like I said, like. I like inspiration. I like people that come from hardship and that have done stuff with their lives. And I'm not here to try and pick up the best people or the most famous people. If I happen to get them, why not? If they've got to have some kind of story to tell um, that can inspire others. Yeah. So um, I really, yeah, thank you. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much, Shadia.
0: Thank you.